Hello. Welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. I'm Matt. I'm Zach. Oh. Um, so before we get started, um, we didn't record last week because uh, it didn't feel appropriate. I don't know if it feels appropriate now, but um, with everything revolving around the murder of George Floyd and people actually for the first time, not the first time, but actually caring about black lives, it seems bigger than the last time this happened. Um, I, we just wanted to go like discuss it before we, to joke around about wrestling. Yeah, we were yeah, we were talking about that before we started that just hopping right in and and talking about wrestling just feels so like inappropriate, but at the same time like wrestling is a good escape, but we, yeah, it feels mm. definitely like we got to say, you know, we got we got to talk about what's going on for a minute. Yeah, and like, you know, a bit different than like say when, you know, all the quarantine stuff started happening recently and stuff. It like felt like hey, this is a good escape like escape is still escapism is still valuable right now, but it's um, I think needs to be approached like a lot more carefully. Like mm-hmm. we shouldn't be wanting to escape, like focusing on what's going on right now. Yeah. Like in the, in like the general, like large sense of things, like, but if we can provide that, you know, for an hour, um, I think that's still valuable. Like, so we definitely like don't want to be like oh just you know goof goof you know boner train whatever right, right. which yeah, there will like, be there will be plenty of boner train yes um, that will not be void of boner train yeah but like um we're definitely you know what don't want to ignore things entirely yeah yeah uh, uh, yeah being able to kind of put your mind at ease is very important keeping track of your mental health Making sure you're taking care of yourself is very important, especially in stuff like this. Yeah. Um, I know coming just from with my life and everything, uh, I don't get to take a day off from being my skin color. Yeah. And so like I, I understand like wholeheartedly with what a lot of people with a lot of black people right now are going through. I don't have their same struggles. They have um a, a lot different of a thing. So I can empathize i can say hey this is what i have it's similar but i can never say that i know exactly what they're going through yeah. i just know that like at the end of the day like i understand being able to like like having this to walk out and you're still your same color no matter what so escapism yeah. is important as you're saying but it's also good to make sure as an ally and as a as somebody who's standing on the right side of things to make, just make sure that if you have a, a voice that can rise above some of the others or a platform or whatever is using that for good. Yeah. And yeah. like it's important to not always escape cuz things are things are strange and scary for some people and it's I think it's important to be angry and to be a voice of change and a voice of support um where you not can not necessarily just even being a voice yeah, being just, there for support, just ampl- being, being an amplifier, being being somewhere where somebody else can have their voice 
be amplified even more. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah, um, like you know, it's something you know. Speak on that too. You know, like escapism is great, but it that's a privilege that like you know, mm-hmm. wanting to ignore things and stuff is um, something that you know black people don't get get. You know, like yeah. you said, you were saying you don't get to you know live a day not having your skin color. You know, you yeah. you are Mexican no matter what. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, very brown too. So, mm. <laughs> I, I yeah. have cousins and stuff who are a lot more white passing, which mm-hmm. I'm guessing they probably, especially one of them's named Ryan McFeeders. That's not a Mexican name. Yeah. And so, Isai Soldana, the brown boy over there, I don't get a, I don't get a not live that, you know? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. even, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot too. Like, I even, you know, as a queer person, I'm always, queer but i don't have to present that like obviously queer you know like i can be Mm. entirely straight cis passing you know um and do like in certain situations in my life and i have that privilege you know and think about recently like the altercation i had with some bigots i still had the comfortability to call the police to like file something about what happened to me um which is a huge privilege I have, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, even though like I face shit like that, I still then have the privilege of, you know, not even second guessing really that um, making that call and, you know, and I get to, you know, choose to, um, you know, not face those things if I don't want to, which other people don't have. So. Yeah. Um, I also think right now it's important to educate yourself. If you're one of the people listening and you don't care or understand what's going on, uh, that sucks. Like you should pay attention. And uh, we've been very vocal about how like, I mean, we're we're not a political podcast, but we stand for a lot of political things. And yeah, yeah. all four of us are this on the same page about everything. Political. This oh no, it's it's a human rights issue. Yeah, is, um, yeah, yeah. It's we're past for sure. Like we always talk about, we're not shy about talking about how we feel about things, and and yeah. I firmly believe that that even as 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 tuned in as as I do like to think that that we are to to stuff as just how we talk to each other. There's still things that like just shutting up and listening has taught mm-hmm. me so much this fucking week. Um, and just the big thing is like, we are, we are so past, we are so past the point of, of it being at all acceptable to remain silent about anything that's going on. Like there's no, you know, there's no real excuse to say like, Oh, everyone's got their problems you know who cares like we we really got to take a look at just the roots of because like the police brutality stuff it it is all just a symptom of of the roots of white supremacy in this country Mm -hmm. that it's just like we we have to we have to start talking about it we have to normalize being uncomfortable with it Mm -hmm. um and not shaming each other about growing up in a system that that we didn't create but now we do have to we do have to sort of take the reins of the, you know, the, the sins of our ancestors as, as white folks and be like, Hey, we have to at least acknowledge this before we could ever start to rectify this. Uh, yeah. And it, we have to start talking about it uh, with each other, you know, st- stuff like that. Yeah. 
And like I was homeschooled, so I didn't get much history lessons because during history time, I would go down to my basement and watch reruns of the Wonder Years instead. Um, so in the sixties, so. <laughs> yeah, that's history. Um, but from what I've understand and what I've heard, Black history isn't taught in schools. No, and we're having the same exact problems that we've had for generations uh i mean uh this song's problematic but uh uh fuck the police by nwa they were angry about what was happening with rodney king which is the same thing that's happening today everything with that the black panthers rose up against is the same thing that's happening today um it's just uh we're living in scary times because even the person in control of this country is calling for war and telling police to be more aggressive. And like, it's, it's terrifying and it's bad and it's, yeah. So I think educating yourself is very important. Um, and I have some like simple things that I've uh, taken in this past like week, essentially, um, this one was just this morning. The New Day released a podcast last this week. Yeah. Um, and they had one of their friends on. I forget his name. Um, but they, I mean, they talk about their experiences. Like, you hear Biggie and Xavier crying. Um, it's very powerful and very impactful. And it really is, yeah, yeah. A lot of education is, is in that. Um, uh, this hardcore podcast I listen to called Axe to Grind, one of the members, uh, Tom Sheehan of uh, Indecision, is a lawyer, and he goes over bail and the laws around bail and the history of bail and why bail is really shitty, and we need we need a reform of just that. Yeah. Um, there's a John Oliver's show. He had an episode all about cops. Um, a lot of history um, about how it started. Um, there's a documentary on Netflix, so it's free, called uh, The 13th, which is all about um, uh, prison, like the prison system. And essentially, like, it's based on the book The New Jim Crow, um, which I tried oh, to get, but it's yeah. sold out everywhere. Um, <laughs> the, 13th, uh, the 13th Amendment ended. Yeah slavery as an institution in one way but you know created the prison system which is a new form of slavery yeah um go ahead matt oh no i no oh i was just gonna say there's um another big thing that's going on right now that i think is important to look at too is is now it does seem like there is such a large amount of the population that is really really is tuned in to being like okay this is a real problem we need to we need to do something um, but what's also happening right now is that then the white people who are turning up to that are turning to, to the black people that we know in our life and being like, what do, what do we do? Yeah. And that's yeah. something that we really need to be cautious of. Yeah. Um, one, because imagine every single one of your friends who is just, this is their life experience every day. is so fucking tired. They don't want to fucking explain it to you. Yeah. Um, but there it's been said by so many people so beautifully and eloquently. There's like, I don't, I wish I had a larger name of authors, but you look at like Langston Hughes or like James Baldwin, like these like black authors who have really well put down like this. It, there are so many resources out there to, to learn. 
Yeah. Um, and just uh, on that, when you're talking about podcasts, I've been listening to this one right now called uh, Black Wall Street 1921 about the, the Tulsa race massacres. Okay, I've been interested in that topic. I mean, it's 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 heavy, but it is it's it's that thing. It's like it's we're looking in a fucking mirror, man. Like you look at the riots from from 1919 while the Spanish flu was also killing a bunch of people. It's like we don't fucking learn. We don't learn that we need to take care of ourselves, our people, health in healthcare wise, uh, or in now the Spanish flu is a bit different, but also like with with police and just how we've treated people of colors, but specifically black people too in this country. The, so long there's a ton of resources out there and google is your friend and please yeah. don't please don't go knocking on the door of the the closest black person you're to and, and ask them to explain it to you because that's not what they want to do right now yeah if you care about change for one keep it going like this doesn't end when people die down and move on to the next thing um i mean i i was guilty of that last time i mean it doesn't end you have to keep fighting, keep helping, but also to echo what Matt said, it's imperative that you educate yourself. Don't ask for other people's help. I mean, you can ask for other people's help and suggestions, but it's, it's your responsibility to educate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Try to be very conscious of, you know, what the relationship you already have with that person you're talking to is, Mm -hmm. you know, um, if that's a person that you can genuinely open up to and, and have that oh, conversation, you know, and that's something that they would, you know, that that's already part of your, your relationship with that person and, and it's ex- understood and accepted, um, you know, approach them and do, you know, be, you know, very humble about it, but mm-hmm. don't, you know, go in expecting anything, um, especially considering how easy it is to find resources right now. Yeah, you know, um, if anything, you know, ask them about their personal experience. Don't ask them to teach you, you know, like. Yeah, be like, hey, expend your energy to to teach my white ass about. Yeah, it's like that's, you know, if if we haven't been listening by now, and you are listening now, there are tons of resources out there. That yeah. you, aren't, you aren't asking for the immediate emotional capacity of of, of somebody that even if you're very close to. Um, but yeah, of course, if you have a, if you have a friend or if that's, if that's dialogue you already have, then of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you like, if you don't know where to start, like, which I, I'm consider myself fortunate to like, have, you know, had people in my life, te- you know, teach me that like a while ago and start down this journey that I needed to learn and be different. You know, I still obviously have so much to learn, but like, if you're just starting at this and you're confused, reach out to us. Like, yeah, 100%. I mean, that's, that's why I'm giving you these resources. Like, um, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of places and these ones are simple. Um, there's a documentary called black Panthers Vanguard of a revolution, all about the history of the black Panthers. Um, not only is it a great documentary, you'll learn a lot about how fucked the FBI is and how fucking cool the Black Panthers were. Like, they, I mean, fed people. And yeah, like, free lunch programs were in largely, like, started by Black Panther, uh, like, organizations. Yeah, and a big, a big thing I took away from that is um, Black Lives Matter is an organization that is... 
um, faceless um, for a reason. Um, I didn't really get that reason um, because what helped with the Black Panthers was a charismatic figure um, speaking to people and getting laws changed and stuff like that. They killed all of them. All of the charismatic faces of the Black Panthers were murdered. Uh, they murdered Martin Luther King Jr. Um, so it's there's a reason why Black Lives Matter is is a faceless organization. Oh, I only have a few more. Um, there's a six minute video called "How Can We Win?" If you Google that, is the first thing that comes up. It's this um, woman named Kimberly Jones, kind of just explaining stuff and why she's angry and everything like that. Oh yeah, that video is amazing. Yeah, um, there's it ends very powerfully. I mean, yeah. Um, and uh, Reply All is a podcast, and they have two episodes. Um, it's about an hour and twenty minutes total. Um, called the Crime Machine about um how why police reform is so difficult and the processes put in place that were intended to be good and then got fucked up because it turned into becoming all about numbers it's specifically about new york um but i think the same uh system is implemented in other places yeah um and a couple books i just bought um because i um want to better myself um is how to be an anti-racist by ibram x kendi um uh i'm not i haven't dug into it yet but um it's i basically google googled books on race and found the ones i could find it's um, that simple right it's as simple yeah. as googling like yeah, yeah 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 um and another one called heavy an american memoir uh by keith Lehman, and um it's this dude's story about growing up black in america and yeah i haven't yeah. dug into that yet it just came today so yeah I, the only, the only other little thing, the only other little thing that that I wanted to add before yeah. we continue it all is just that I think there's a lot of people who are thinking and talking a lot more about race than, than they have ever, like probably yeah. in their lives. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's difficult and it's, it's, it's hard to know what's the right thing to say, what's the right thing to do. Um, but like, it's, it's a thing that I, I really hope anyone getting in, into this is realizing there's not a destination. It's just, you, you try to learn as much as you can and make life easier for the people around you as yeah. you live going forward. Uh, but don't go into it with shame. I, it's yeah. white, white supremacy and oppression is not any of our faults, but it is our jobs to stop being fucking silent about mm-hmm. it. Um, it's it, 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 we have to, we have to not let this die back down until it just keeps happening. Like we have to, hold our politicians feet to the fire. Um, and it is, we have to, we have to normalize talking about this. Yeah. And, and like, like with being uncomfortable, uncomfortability breeds growth mm-hmm. and just something, especially for anybody that is white, white passing. I mean, people of color, black people um, have spent entire lives making themselves uncomfortable to make white people comfortable. Right. Yep. Yeah, right. and so take a little bit of time if you're a true ally. This is something that like is super true to you. Make yourself uncomfortable for one. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, that one hits a lot. Like for me, yeah, so. yeah, and like change is happening. I mean, there 
thinking about how to redistribute funds to cops. Um, Look into that. And, yeah. Defunding in Minneapolis. Police. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's another thing that's been big for me on this whole learning journey that I've dipped my toe into is learning about the system of cops because I've always been like for the, at least the past seven years I've been full, like fuck cops. They're all shitty. Um, but learning, and I've been just repeating what people have said, which is, it's a systemic thing. It's always been there, but learning why that is, is also important. Like, yeah, I'm trying not to just use things that I've, I always do this, say this thing where, Oh, did you see this happened? Um, I just read the headline and, uh, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be more educated so I can speak on things. Yeah. Um, but learning about the system of cops and how when they things don't get reported correctly paperwork gets lost um there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of things where it's just like it's it's bad it's a bad system and it needs to be um i mean in Camden, New Jersey, I think in 20, I don't remember the year. I'm not going to pretend I do. They fired all the cops, made them all reapply for their jobs, and only hired ones that weren't violent and didn't have violent histories. And their crime rate went down immensely. Yeah. So people who are like, well, what's going to happen then? Like, okay, here's a case study for you. Like, yeah, yeah. did it and it worked. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, and keep fighting because change is happening. Yeah. And it's, it's good. Um, we are donating stuff. So, uh, buy our shirts, uh, bit.ly slash merch boys. Um, every, we get $8 from every shirt. So we're giving, uh, all that away and we're also matching it yeah double matching it right now so Um, basically the amount of money you spend on a shirt is going to get donated you know so yeah um between that eight dollars and then the additional 16 so yeah um like i'd still you know highly recommend you know um donating directly but yep yep um this is one way like you know, if you want a shirt from us, like this is the time to do it. Like, yeah. and I haven't even talked to the rest of you boys yet about it, but I have some, some ideas for some new stuff that might be popping up too. So cool. Cool, cool. new designs and stuff like that. Um, to, you know, put some new stuff out there as well. Yeah. So. Um, I still have a bunch of shirts in my trunk and that's not a joke. They are in my trunk. And that's two. That's that's the trunk of two different vehicles now. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. that's a different mm-hmm. trunk. That's a different yeah. trunk. That's got two different Derek trunks on it. <laughs> so go to bit.ly slash Derek's trunk. Uh, it's pay whatever you want. So if you want to donate, just donate that much money, and I'll send you a shirt. Um, like you pay for shipping. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Talk, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, but any amount you donate or for the shirt is going to go straight to it. We have more control of the pricing and what we can do with those shirts. So yeah, we're not trying. 
the same quality shirt as the Weta Maneuver shirts because Weta, Manu- Weta Maneuver printed them for us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Token's so comfy. Every time I put one on, I'm like, oh, God, yes. Yeah. It feels weird, like, promoting that, but... I'll say this. I bought a few different things this week that knowing that that money was going to be going towards other things, like oh, I donated yeah. in the, in the other areas. Yeah. Uh, but then it's like, Oh, here's that. This, this shirt is sick. I like this, uh, this group or whatever the fuck it is. And all this money is going, that's a, that's a double win. You're you get and to be, we're, we're, we're still in the middle of pandemic too. So I know like with small businesses such as like what a maneuver is yep. a big business at all. Yeah. I totally. like what they're doing, supporting them, which can help us support all these other causes and movements and everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Jenna bought an AJ Gray shirt. Cause it goes to um, a very vocal black wrestler who's awesome. Um, yeah. Helps out what a maneuver cause they're gaining traction because people are realizing people that own pro wrestling tees are little entire. I'm glad I bought this Sophie King shirt. Like right. Like before that happened, because like, it sucks that I gave, for wrestling tees money but i really love this shirt now um, yeah they yeah. have a, a corner of the market on this and hopefully it can change mm-hmm. um, like other companies that are doing it um, <laughs> every single response is uh what a maneuver in lehigh valley who are also super sick so <laughs> yeah so and i know yeah. printed shirts for like friends of ours band. I, and then yeah. i also understand like money can be tight it's like well fuck i need to get some new clothes i need a new shirt whatever it may be so being able to get something like that also supporting causes is really cool. Yeah, do what yeah. you do what you feel is right as people. One hundred percent. Shit on you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this shirt I'm wearing now was uh, came out when the pandemic happened, and uh, all the money went to that. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I bought a couple very thick shirts that are going towards good causes this week. Like, like there are good things going out there. Got a very good. The world is a beautiful place. Uh, hate breed knockoff. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that also has really good like lyrics from the last album about it and a really good Huff uh, design that collab with a really cool artist called Hiroshi and all that. I think that shirt raised like $200,000. Yeah. So. Whoa. Yeah. Like things are, think people are raising a lot of money. Um, this band I really like called Mind Force raised a hundred thousand dollars in two days, um, just on one shirt. Um, Jesus. so things are things are happening. Um, support good shit. Um, I'm gonna yeah. end it end end this part by saying unequivocally, I probably use that word wrong. I don't care. Um, Black Lives Matter. Defund the police. Yeah, be excellent to each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah um, be be willing to learn, be willing to listen, and be willing to fucking unlearn. Because yeah. it's it, just because you learned one thing growing up does it doesn't mean that that you're stuck with that. Like there is a bigger world out there than than I'll speak for myself as a white kid growing up. Like there's a much fucking bigger world than you're shown as a growing up as a white person. Like yes. if Randy Orton can fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Come out and support the Black Lives Matter. And say, hey, I, I finally realized that, but like all lives can't matter until Black lives do. Fucking, you can yeah. too. You can help your parents. You can help everybody. Yeah, yeah. more than yeah. more than likely, you never shit in a bag. So you already have one up on Randy Orton. He and he fucking did it somehow. So, 
Yeah. Um, and it's fucking JBL too. Oh wow! Wow. wow. Yeah, JBL's a complicated. <laughs> I still don't like a complicated man. <laughs> um, here's a weird just question: Did Cornette say anything? Because I know he has good politics half the time. Um, I don't know because I don't. I try not to. I highly. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna guess no. Just like okay. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I, this, I, I, I don't know. Because when I first heard about him, I was like, oh, this dude rocks. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> likes Bernie Sanders, but he, like, the, he is the, like, exception to the rule of, like, Bernie, that, like, Bernie bro straw man, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. shitty dude not existing. He actually is that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hey, before we get into other stuff, my uh, garage band uh, is being shitty. I have okay. backed up my recording now in with Audacity and a voice memo, but can we get just another clap? Yeah. So yeah. That I can sync. Uh, I still have that uh, clock. Yeah, I still have that to, clock one pulled up. Yeah, go to time. The, the time is. thing. Time it's that was a good clap. Time to pop that Milski. Uh, 810? 810, yeah. Hey, YouTube, you get this for fucking free. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Fucking welcome. All right, here we go. I was way fucking off. I don't like... Everybody <laughs> was different times. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's going to be... Uh, it, it'll all work out. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well... Let's get into wrestling. Boner train, boner train, boner train. Boner trains, farts, jizz, um, fake semen. Two, two, double toilet, Pepsi in the dumpster. I love that Braun now has a shirt with his face as the train. Like, we called it. Hell yeah. We fucking called that so long ago. It's, it's, among trains. it's upsetting. Yeah, it's a, it's a name of one of our episodes. <laughs> like an early one. Early guy. <laughs> I made the Zoro ones. That show was good. Was it? Never watched it. I don't remember, but it was good. And I it liked had it. The, it. had the guy from uh, Boy Meets World in it. And I'm, I'm, I'm just got a soft spot for Jason Lee because he was a pro skateboarder and now owns a, pro, like, owns a skateboard brand again that like was oh, a wow. sponsor before he became an actor. Was it Girl? No, Stereo. Oh, okay. He okay. might have been a girl for a minute. Yeah. But. No, that's um, like that's Spike Jones that cones. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, Spike Jones. Spike he's Jones? he's a he's a music video director. Uh, no, director yeah, I, I, I recognize that name. That's all. Director like, of her, the movie Her. Okay, okay. But Spike yeah. Jones is also separately because I learned this the hard way. Spike Jones is also somebody who makes uh, goofy fucking Christmas tunes that were in the eighties. Oh. Um, so that's I knew that, and I was like. Wait, he also directs fucking music videos? What yeah. the fuck? Different guy. Different guy. If anyone else out there was confused, now we're on the same page. But uh, there's a cooler Spike who I used to get confused because two Spikes in the industry are very confusing. Yes. Uh, Spike Lee. Uh, watch Do the Right Thing. Uh, it's Black, one of Black the greatest Klansman. movies of all time. Black Klansman too, man. That one. Uh, I I did a double feature of that Black Panthers documentary I talked about earlier and Black Klansman the other night. Oh yeah, that movie. Oh man, I love it. 
Adam Driver is great in it. Fucking John David Washington is so fucking good in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get into wrestling. Oh, my All gosh. Right. Let's do it. Should we, just, should we just jump into TakeOver in your house? That's what the people want. All right. Did we, did we talk about Double or Nothing? Yes, because uh, we talked yeah. about the football. Yes. Yeah, okay. I remember talking about the football match. That's right. That's right. Yep. <laughs> the football I have, match. I have no recollection. It's been a yeah. while. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when we miss a week. To be, well, to we be fair, there's been took- a lot going on. Yeah, and I took like a week and a half to put out that last episode because it felt weird too. So yeah, uh, yeah, everything's oh. all goofy. <laughs> yeah, that's how I skate. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Geeky, dog. <laughs> fucking Switchfoot, bro. <laughs> I listened to Switchfoot. I saw them on my thirteenth birthday. Did you? Was it a was it a badass birthday? It was. Did you play Let Down Tour? Um, Copeland opened and it was their first wow. national tour ever. Damn, oh, yeah. that actually rocks. Um, That's not dare, softy rocks. Dare you to move. Um, <sighs> NXT takeover in your house. Um, it was. It started out cool. Um, I like the imagery. I like the whole. Are they in your houses worth watching? Are they fun? I <laughs> think they're fun. Highly I depends. think they're <laughs> like. Oh, I, do, I I love like. Especially because Zach and Matt, like on my screen, are next to each other, <laughs> and like I, like Zach's like, well, it depends. Then that's like, yes, yes, <laughs> I would yes. say, for whatever it's worth, and we know my taste in wrestling, I think they're some highly worth are watching. Some of the fucking worst waste of time in history. So, like, here's how, like, here's how to think about it. You know the garbage pay per views that happen now. Mm-hmm. Those started as in your houses. Okay. Yep. Are there a bunch? Are there a ton? Yeah, there's a lot oh, of them. Yeah. Mm. Was it an empty crowd show? No. Like, why'd so, they call it, it in your house? Okay. Just they gave away Because they had the house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, oh, yeah. So, I've actually been un- kind of unfortunately listening to a lot of something to wrestle with again, just because it's a, like when I'm working, it mm. doesn't really matter. And I can kind of absorb wrestling, like wrestling history. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, um, Bruce, tell me I got your dick hard. <laughs> and Pritchard actually has to be like, He's still obviously like a shill for WWE, but he can't be like as just shitty and raged all the time now that he's like leading SmackDown. And also <laughs> the episodes are all like an hour and a half at most now because he's so fucking busy. Yeah. Um, oh, I've been listening- fucking four hour fuckers. Mm, I've been listening to a lot of In Your House episodes. Um, so In Your House started, there was the major four pay-per-views. That was all there was. Oh. So that was how they went. They expanded from um, four, then they had five with King of the Ring, and then they expanded to, I think, 10 and eventually oh, wow. monthly um, through the In Your House. And it was a cheaper pay per view. So instead of like okay. 30 to $35, it was originally 15 and then 20 bucks. Oh, wow. Instead, okay. And then became 30 and then just 50 and then 80. <laughs> and, and, and there were only two hours. Okay. But the first one, they gave away a house, and a 14-year-old won it, and they had just moved to Nevada, (laughs) and it was in Connecticut, but it paid for his uh, college tuition, basically. Tight. They sold the house, and it paid for his college. Um, So cool. It's a beautiful story. So the guy who was, like, announcing stuff, was he, like, an in-your-house guy? (laughs) He was just a WWE, like, host at the time. Yeah, he hosted, like, the first in-your-house. Okay. Like, basically, like, fucking... Peter Rosenberg. Yeah. Uh, right, a lot right, cooler. Okay. A lot cooler. I think so too. Yeah. Bring 
that other guy, uh, is it Matt Cafferty? Um, he's actually just like a sports guy in general. Oh, oh McAfee? Uh, yeah, Pat, Pat McAfee. McAfee the yeah. punter, the bring, sports guy, bring the NFL back. player. <laughs> the who's, that, who's, the, who's that sport man? Who's, <laughs> who's the sport the, man? Who's the man that talk about Stanford, the sport? He just sounds like a New York newsman. <laughs> yeah. um, I love that his name is Stanford. Like Pat Stanford? Yeah, because that's where WWE's headquarters are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, it's me. It's me, Scott. Welcome to WWE. It's like, oh, shit. I'm New York. <laughs> Um, but so I had to watch this late. Isai sent me a link to a shirt, um, that, so the band Code Orange, a band I've loved for a very long time, my lovers rejuvenated when their rock and roll masterpiece came out this year. Um, and they had a shirt that had NXT in your house on it. So it's like, oh, a band I love, my favorite wrestling promotion. I'll buy it. I bought it before I even watched the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's also a super kind of sick fucking like throwback design. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Also with them, apparently Will Will Yip was there, who's like a great producer. That was was super wild seeing Will Yip like post pictures with Shawn Michaels. (laughs) It's the weirdest picture. Of Code Orange, Will Yip, and Shawn Michaels. It's like, <laughs> God, none of this makes sense. God. So the um, guy who mastered my album, uh, uh, Mike Moschetto, who's from the band Aviator, who, you know, TJ was on the show, um, did a podcast with the band Caspian about their new album, which was produced by Will oh, yeah. Yip. So it's just like this tiny, like, I'm only a couple steps away from fucking Shawn Michaels and Triple H now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, think, I think it's cool that you're like one step away from Caspian. Yeah, that's rad too. Um, but that's this is not a Caspian podcast, not a post rock podcast. Um, but uh, get even less listeners than a wrestling one. <laughs> There's arguably that less. How post- long that podcast would be? We'd have more. We'd have more wrestlers from Boise. Oh wait, yeah. no, I'm thinking of like I'm thinking of the fucking whatever Bone Dance was. <laughs> that's what oh, I'm thinking. Um, oh yeah, we we don't need to get into the tiered genres, but uh, I, I either way, I lost track thinking about post rock. Um, um, anyway, Code Orange rocks. They open their bass player. We have to talk about their bass player. Yeah, he rocks. Goldman. What's his name? Goldman. Goldman. No, his name is Mini Dexter. Dexter Lesnar. <laughs> I, Kylo Lesnar. He looks like Dexter Loomis and Brock Lesnar merged and kylo right with kylo riley's expression yes of course with kylo riley's expressions it, well here's it was distracting in a good way here's a little history uh the guy who was singing used to just drum for them so essentially goldman was their front man oh so he basically stood in the middle of the stage and just went off during during their shows and makes funny yeah. faces yeah um but yeah uh quarter on drips um, they open with underneath. Great track. Listen to it if you like good rock and roll. Um, listen to that whole record because some of it just fucking sounds just like Slipknot. Um, I also I love that. Miss New Metal, but you know, not too much. <laughs> yeah, but you want it to be a little heavier. Um, and fucking Reba Riffin. Um, they. I'm Reba. I love. The- <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that they're just NXT's like band. I think, like, I think yeah. Triple H really likes them. Yeah. Um, they've played twice now. You guys are like the new Motorhead. <laughs> Maybe we'll tell you guys something like Motorhead. You want um, some uh, war memorabilia? <laughs> <laughs> they played twice. They did the Fiend's new song. Um, and right. They were supposed to play at Mania. Yeah, so the first time I ever saw that band, they were out in their garage, like, showing off their vintage wrestling merch. So, like, they're diehard. They're diehard wrestling kids, and so that rocks. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but let's get into the wrestling portion of the show. Sorry, that was a long time about a uh, three-minute-long song. Six-minute yeah, tag match. Yeah. We got Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knox versus Candle Saray, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, How fucking deep that roster is. Yeah. I really like Raquel as a a monster. I think I think she's She's a good heater. She's better than the other ones. Um She's, she's limited in the ring, but like getting better. Like yeah. she and she's really good at her role, especially in like a tag match like this or being a heater for, you know, Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. she also mm-hmm. learned how to base Lucha. Oh, because like uh, fucking, what, I think it was just a the match with her and Shotzi on NXT TV like a few weeks ago. She stood mm. like within like a five foot like square, like a five square foot like spot in the ring, and then Shotzi was just like fucking doing all these crazy lucha things just around her, and she was a great base for it. Like she made sure it got her up, got her like around on like filter rolls and stuff. So you could see, oh, like that's where she was like learning some stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. That feels kind of a lost start when you're. A giant or playing that role or the heater role. Yeah, totally. You got to be able to do that. You got to be able yeah. to – because you're going to end up getting your ass kicked. That's like the, the whole deal. Yeah. The, the person yeah. gets like the, the head person. So it was cool. It was really yeah. cool to see. This match rocks. Yeah. She, um, she reminds me actually a lot of like early China, but better. Ooh, I can see that. So. Yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. That's a good comparison. It's actually a lot better than China in the ring. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, the good guys won this match, um, which was to be expected. Um, but I really it didn't, Wait, didn't see. Didn't, didn't Tegan get the pin? Yeah, Tegan I think over pin, Dakota. Uh, Dakota Kai. Yeah, with the shiny. Oh, equipment. that's right. They are yeah. bad. I was like, wait, Candice was on that team, but she's bad now. Yeah, and, but like, it didn't seem like she was like buddy buddy with Dakota. It was just like I'm I'm doing this because I'm bad. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and she had beef with Mia, so yeah. It was, everyone was in the match. Like all the heels were in the match just because of the beef. They had so much beef. The beef. Oh, the uh, beef. Not like because they were just like, oh, we're friends now because we're all bad guys. We're all the bad kids. Yeah. And I think they had either the same amount of women on the show as men or more, which rocks. That's true. Wild. There's six in that match. Three in the other. Nine. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. So with nice. Scarlet being there with Karrion Cross, there were ten women on the card. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess it doesn't matter, but it's an interesting fact to me. It's well, I. Oh it's no, that's, nice. It, it is good, and I mean, and they main evented. So yeah, which is the first time since fucking Bailey and Sasha did for oh, the Iron wow. Women match. So that was. Yeah like fucking five years ago now or something yeah so. yeah uh next we had finn balor versus damian priest 
The fucking dude. sleeper match of the fucking year. What the fuck? Dude, this is the Very most good. I've hey. ever. I, I'm like, I've watching this match, I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel like I get Damian Priest a little bit. Like, I finally feel he like... Reminded he reminded me a lot of Scott Hall, the way he worked. just like a lot more, like, athletic. Mm-hmm. But Scott yeah. Hall, for his size and strength, was super agile. Well, yeah. that, that's apt. Cause did, off on this one. I think that's a really great comparison. I mean, he basically did the fucking razor's edge mm-hmm. on the fan out of the fucking ring onto the fucking ring steps. Um. So this is an interesting thing I thought of. Was Damian Priest... Well, was Punishment Martinez like a big indie guy? I mean, like he was in Ring of Honor, but, but was um, he was he a was he a Gargano? Was he like Gargano wasn't that big? No, okay, well, he wasn't. He he wasn't really much of an indie guy at all. Like he's a Ring yeah. of Honor, like he was a Ring of Honor like TV like television champion level guy. Like he's like oh he's okay. really good, but okay. not. Like it's surprising how good he wasn't he like, like an Adam Cole. Okay, okay. Like in this match, in like that triple threat match he had with um, he done and um, uh, fuck killing Dane. Demo. Yeah, killing Dane. Yeah. Um, like these two matches, like he's kind of I haven't been super like stoked on him lately, but like when he like comes through, he comes through really good. Yeah. It's just it was interesting for me to see like the people who seem bred for WWE. And he's one of them, and so is uh, Karrion Cross. Oh, um, we'll get to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Finn Balor won. Yeah, it was cool. Um, These two uh, work together, I think, is also just the size and just kind of the way that Finn works. It just like reminded me a whole lot of um, like watching like Sean versus Razor. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, okay. for sure. Oh I my would, God. I would love the... to see these two in a ladder match. Exactly. That'd yeah. be awesome. And man, I love seeing, I love Finn. I think this is also like, I think punishment priest. Ooh, that's a weird fucking thing to say. <laughs> punishment, punishment. Priest? I'm the punishment priest. Oh, well, you've been watching fucking Fleabag, or I'm, I'm oh, honestly he... surprised that that wasn't his name. No, that's a bad thing. I'm a punishment priest. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, like he brought a lot to this match, but I think this is also just a big testament to how fucking good Finn is. Mm. Yep, totally. Yeah, yeah. Especially with a bigger opponent like this. Oh yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's nice seeing him wrestle instead of I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna do a swing blade. I'm gonna do my double stomp. I'm gonna win. I was thinking the exact same thing. It felt so refreshing just to watch Finn fucking have a a really athletic match. Yeah, with someone like, just, like playing the hits. Like, yeah, and yeah. Like, in a five-minute TV match. That were all. That were those were all of his main roster matches. I mean, besides the big ones, but it was just like this one was. Ever since he's been in NXT, it's not like oh, it's another Finn match. Like I always also, watched. He, he looks really refreshed too as a person, mm-hmm. probably because he's enjoying his other outside exploits. He's still getting main roster money. Like, yeah, he's forgot pulling. what podcast he was on, but he was just like. It's the dream. You get the best schedule, and I get paid a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> he, he gives rare Legos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, accumulating tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Really oddly placed odd tattoos, tattoos <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, next match was uh, Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. Keith Lee looking like $1 million. Yeah. Johnny. Oh, 
This uh, might uh, be my favorite Johnny. Because uh, oh, I was going to say Hendrix, Johnny, That was so good. Uh, Doc turns the, the nest down to 69. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of that, it's my favorite day of the year, June 9th, 6-9. Six, nice. I love when Johnny came out all cocky. Keith Lee did a thing a big boy shouldn't do, and Johnny was shocked, which is weird because he's been watching his. He, you would think he would be watching his matches. Maybe he's no. just too. He's too consumed with his own fucking watching his own matches and having mm. dinner. Also, Keith Lee's <laughs> gear, the Black Lives Matter on on his trunks and his jacket were yeah, so yeah, sweet. that was really cool. Yeah, but I, um, think about even a few years ago. I don't know that he would have been allowed to do that in that company. And that company still sucks shit, but yeah. it's just a sign that like, man, there's momentum that even WWE has to allow that. And basically. I heard, I heard word that, that, that triple H had not like a publicly thing, but he had made some sort of uh, like announcement to everyone in the back. That was basically, Apparently he had like a big speech and everything. Yeah. yeah. Word on the street. It, it seemed really sincere and he was very emotional about it. That's and what I so, heard. Which is cool to see, like, and especially, I mean, I think one of the things that sometimes helps some of the wrestlers is the people around them. So, like, The Rock and Mark Henry and, like, Ron Simmons, like, him growing up as a man, like, he's, like, you know, his 20s and 30s, but these people around him, it's probably a little bit easier to understand some things or kind of get taught some of these things rather mm-hmm. than some podunk white dude in Idaho like in a town of 3,000, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, this is a guy that once did blackface on national TV, so... Hopefully he's learned. Hopefully he learned. Yeah, yeah. I, I would assume so. Yeah, it seems like he really has, and... yeah. Um, Unfortunately, there's still... Jack- Riker, right? It's Jackson Riker. Oh, my God. Good Whose own team turned against him? Yeah, they <laughs> forgot him. Did that real quick. Dude, oh, my God. But fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that's what everybody backstage is saying, too. So, yeah. That? God, Kevin Owens' response was so good. Dude, yeah. Anytime, anytime you can, like, credibly call somebody pathetic, it's like, <laughs> oh, that fucking hurts. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, the weirdest one. Sorry, this is a tangent. Is the drummer of System of a Down? Like, dude, do you know what band you're in? I know. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Those two, like him and the singer, have like been, gotten in like political fights for like years, and they're still oh, okay. in the band. <laughs> That's so really weird. You think at some point it'd be like, I'm gonna find another fucking drummer? Yeah. I don't know. He <laughs> drums. He drums very fast. I mean, he's a good drummer, but there's other good drummers out there. That's true. The guy who always fills in for every other band. Charlie? The guy for- <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, she'd be stoked. He no. is really good. I was uh, going to say Dave Grohl in 2005. Jay Weinberg. <laughs> or is it? No, he's in Slipknot now. He's just straight up Slipknot He's now. just straight oh, okay. up Slipknot. And sometimes he'll make an appearance for the E Street when Max can't do it. Yeah. He, was, he was also in Madball for a minute, which is tight. Um. Anyway, back to... This match, uh, Johnny Gargano is my favorite salesman. Um, yeah, I think that's why I love the, him and Champa's matches because they just they have so much chemistry and they gas each other. And uh, but man, with Keith Lee, that was it was so it was just good. 
It was a good match. It was really good. It wasn't a squash match, but if you like look down the recap of what happened in the match, it's almost a squash match, just like drawn out, and it's great. Like it's such a good way to put Keith Lee over. Like yeah, I felt it just went just a few minutes too long, but it was really good. Yeah, it's kind of dragging just to just a skosh. The, the yeah. stuff at the very end when you had Mia and Candice out there, which I understand, like they've been a part of the the everyone eating dinner vignettes. I think uh, I think that was supposed to be like a red herring, you know? Right, and then you had the, the Johnny putting the key to Keith Lee's other eye, so stuff yeah. like that. That's I was a like, too much. Yeah, I, it's also, like I I get it that they had already kind of set it up, but it's also like you were having a phenomenal match. Like I would have been happy just to watch you end it, uh, you know, clean whatever. But yeah. Fun. I also love that Johnny came out of the house. No one else did that. But then no he got really locked. Funny. He got locked out, dude. <laughs> then he got locked out. Uh, Bret Hart came out of the uh, the original house, like straight from an interview. So sick. Oh, also the Bret fucking Adam Cole Ico Pro. That was a. It's a really underrated match. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. But the Ico Pro commercial with Adam Cole. Yeah. The, the Bret Hart, Hart accent. Voice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's so Hell funny. Yeah. Um, speaking of Adam Cole. Uh, hey, the next hey. match was Adam Cole versus the Velveteen Dream in a backlot brawl. It was <sighs> it was fun, but it it threw off the momentum of it of the the whole show because it was this pre taped match. It was uh, unnecessary. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would rather I, I would rather have seen this than a regular match because Dream has not been good since he came back. He know. looked fucking awesome though. Uh, uh, at at the the backlot brawl match, like he looked cool as shit. Yeah, I do like it was it was just weird. Like all the cars, um, like having their headlights in. Also, all of those cars looked very new. Which is like, is it their cars? Like the performance um, center people, or okay, or just wrestlers that got leases when they moved to Florida too? Yeah, um, that's what I'm it, guessing. There's one truck that was like slightly too tall so that whenever like the headlights were just over the ring canvas <laughs> yeah. and it fuck it was driving me nuts because it would make the cameras go out of focus whenever like they oh. catch those headlights and it was making me so mad and I was just <laughs> like fuck like just tell that like get repositioned that one truck like it ruined multiple shots yeah that, it's um, also like where did they film this like there was a parking uh, lot it was but, just the parking lot because you've seen that like back little area the, before. The set, yeah, like from Full Sail full University's sale. like production. Oh, because they film stuff there. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was like I was like, where are they fucking at Universal Studios or something? I know. What yeah. is this? Yeah, 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 yeah they're not the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did y'all think of Adam Cole's monster truck though? I love it. Was, his dope. I mean, that was cool. It's, I like that big ass so fucking like, truck, dude. Like their whole like aesthetic just it just worked. Um, like also, stupid truck. Fucking yeah. Dexter Loomis kidnapping uh, the other U O U E guys. Yeah, <laughs> and Bobby Fish, which is weird because like the last time people like died on camera, they they left forever. And they're fine. They and didn't get, they didn't get thrown off a house. That's true, but they got kidnapped by a murderer. They're dead. Dead. Also, I mean, he's also a cartoonist, Derek. People are multi-faceted. That's, That's true. Maybe he just wants to draw them good. There's a lot of layers to this fucking onion, and we've like peeled back one. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, like, it's, it's like, almost... when they, like when they gave Eric uh, Rowan, like they're like, oh yeah, he's a winemaker. Yeah. 
Oh, so like, no, Dexter Loomis, he's an artist. Yeah, except apparently, yeah, Dexter Loomis, like he can actually do caricature work, like cartooning. Like I like work on some sort of like pier doing like uh, like tourist yeah. uh, caricature fucking things. I figured this thing from uh, Nathan for you. When yes. I watched NXT, I was like, oh, you know, they cut away to commercial because they like, you know, had someone else, like they switched out the drawing. But then online they posted the like long take of him just doing it. Really? So he actually drew that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah it it adds to the mystery, man. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kylo O'Reilly posted this today. It says, have you seen them missing? And it's a picture of Bobby Fish and Roddy. Roderick I love Strong. it, dude. Undisputed Where? abduction. Last seen six seven twenty is being stuffed in a trunk by a doofus named Denster. <laughs> <laughs> if you have information, please contact um, Kyle O'Reilly at Air Guitar God Above All at sleazy.com. Wow, Kyle! I I am so happy to see him back on NXT TV this week for just a little bit in the limo. Yeah. Um, and also the picture he posted a picture of him with his head out the window, and then Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber. Like, oh yeah. Look, and he's oh. like, he's like almost there. Like his captain <laughs> something like almost there. Like he's trying to get to that look, that aesthetic. And he is getting close. <laughs> um, he is. Th- there's one more thing. Malcolm Viv has tweeted, "Ao." Kyle O'Reilly. I saw Bobby Fish outside Chili's wearing a Whitney Houston 93 World Tour t-shirt, khaki shorts, and Air Force Ones. Give me 40K and I'll DM you the location. No <laughs> refunds, no exchanges. And Kyle O'Reilly said, I've, priced the mo- I've placed the money in a replica Money in the Bank briefcase underneath the large collapsible net at the park where the NXT pump pass and kick competition was. There's not a moment to waste. <laughs> There's not a moment to waste, Mister Bibbins. Where is the chilies? Where are my friends? <laughs> God. Where's the chilies? That's what I fucking ask every like every new town new town I'm in. Where's the chilies? <laughs> and I think that's the best thing that came out of this match. Um, except uh, well, Adam, except that Adam Cole is still champion. So. Yeah, Adam Cole. Taking that Panama sunrise onto yeah. all those chairs. That looks like it hurt. That Velveteen did not hit anything, and he hit everything. Yes, he did. That um, poor, that poor man's buttocks. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, I mean, Adam Cole was wrestling, so it was cool. We got a kind of cool time super kick, but it didn't look as cool. Nothing will ever look as cool as the Ricochet one. Well, and I don't think anything That's is ever going to look as cool when it's filmed, yeah. like, cinematically like that. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's all part of, the, like, the momentum of the match where you're just like, oh, True. my God. But, like, I, I enjoyed it. But it, it, yeah. to, it, to me, was, like, uh, I don't know. It, for it being the NXT championship match, it, it's the one that I would have probably left off if I just had to choose one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have rather had the, that tag team triple threat that I thought was on the show. Um, that's a, I think this week on NXT, maybe. No, yeah, they already did the tag team triple threat. I missed it. The Fandango versus UE versus um, Danny and Oni for the number one contendership. Oh, I actually meant just the the um, championship match then. So the oh Fandango versus Imperium. Imperium. Yeah, or I, had that number one contenders match triple threat. I love the idea of Imperium versus Rondongo because it's like the super serious guys versus the strippers. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be fun. 
Also, shout out to them for being uh, space guys instead of uh, cops. I mean, I guess they haven't been cops since they've been back, but. Um, oh, the, the fat. Yeah, yeah. Are they fashion? RIP to the fashion police because it was like, very funny. Like fashion astronauts now? No, they're strippers. Like they just come out on different gimmicks oh. now. Yeah, oh. I believe the construction tri- workers last time. So. Yeah, as, it was. Uh, Triple H would say, as he said to Kurt Hawkins about his magic mic gimmick. Uh, you two remind me of a couple of uh, dick dancers. <laughs> dick dancers. <laughs> dick dancer is a future NXT jobber for sure. Yeah. Coming to um, the ring, dick dancer. Uh, dick that dancer. That reminds <laughs> me of a little story about uh, the WWE. Oh. Um, so they had all those cars. Okay. Oh, Velveteen Dream. This is what triggered that story. Velveteen Dream came out in a Lamborghini that I thought was Tino Sabatelli's and the other guy. Um, <laughs> I love that you rem- you can only remember the guy that got released. That's I I care about. Tino Sabatelli's a more fun name to remember than Riddick Moss. It's true. Um, but apparently on a podcast, Zach Ryder, um, they was sitting at the pool with Chelsea Green, and WWE called Chelsea them. Green. <laughs> Shout out, Pablo. WWE called them and said, um, can we use your pool? <laughs> and <laughs> the audacity to ask Zack Ryder if you I, can use his pool. Uh, yeah, you can't even use my toilet. <laughs> That's true, but... No, I, I, I believe it's his a... name on the, uh, the lease. Also, <laughs> also, then they had Ziggler and Miz, no, Morrison and Miz text him, hey man, we're coming over with Otis, is that cool? <laughs> then he said that Otis is a really nice guy. So, so they actually did yeah. film it there? Yeah. Why not at that weird apartment complex? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, this one looks like it's like a it's like in like by a house and it's like has like the cool covering like Carl Anderson does just because he posts it all the time where he's just yelling, Swap mm. the fuck up. <laughs> talking about talking about fucking uh making love to his wife all the time. <laughs> They're gonna I have hope, another kid. I hope they paid him. That's really all. I hope he got something out of it. I believe, I'm in your house t-shirt. He's like, hey, uh, woo, woo, woo. Can I maybe be in the background? Um, I'll just be mowing the lawn back there, maybe. Woo, woo, woo. You can't. You can't look at my toys and steal my ideas. Already did you just, that. See, you just oh. see him like climbing a ladder to like clean out the gutters, and he's just like. Pulls an IC title out of the gutters. Just like, yeah, going? right. <laughs> but then they send Kane out to push him off. <laughs> John Cena comes in, steals Chelsea from him. Oh, man. Uh, five-star classic. <laughs> well, I would um, say that this match was the probably the lowest rated match for me of the night. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I really liked it, though. But it was yeah, fun. It was fun. It was, it was, it was, fun. It was fine. Um... I'd rather Velveteen. watch that than Velveteen Dream actually trying to wrestle. So. Even though yeah. Velveteen just came back, like, either he needs to go away for a bit or maybe, I think, like, maybe go on a losing streak and then turn heel. Do something different. Team up with Dexter Lunens. I think yeah. that would be it, dude. Dexter just, uh, uh, Ludens. Ludens cough drops. Yeah. <laughs> he should be fed to Karrion Cross next and then, oh, like, turn heel with that. Dexter Lunens. Speaking of. Karrion Cross versus Tommaso Ciampa. In a remake of Brock Lesnar versus John Cena from SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, this was uh, just a straight-up, like, 
squash match. Yeah, it was six beautiful. minutes. Um, it was Karrion Cross looks like he was born to be in WWE. Yeah, like so my off, nightmares. Like, they they did not like tone down Scarlett's wardrobe at all. Oh, okay. Which is, which is cool because like that's like her gimmick. That's what she wants to do. Yeah, and. Like, like she's fucking wild. It feeds into her character of like, she's done this before, where it's like, people like, doubt her, like don't think she's a threat because like, oh, she's just se- like sexy, you know, yeah. basically. But then she can wrestle really well, right? She fucking throws out a Canadian destroyer. Yeah, like the the shot of at at the end of his entrance when the light kind of comes from underneath, and like it just kind of illuminates both of them. I thought was like. Oh, they're just stars. Like, yeah. I met WrestleMania next year, the night after, he should be up, like, destroying your top guy. Whoever yeah. had the title the next night, you bring Cross in, and he fucking dumps him on their stack of dimes they call a neck. <laughs> Stomps a couple mud holes and walks it dry. I was telling Anya this, like, while we're watching, because I, I mentioned to you guys before that we, like, know someone who grew up with, with Cross. Oh, with Kevin, he's like a friend of the. She's like a friend of a friend. Basic, like her story of him is, oh yeah, whenever we needed to move a couch, just called Kevin. Dude, um, yeah, um, he do it and, by himself. Yeah, basically. Um, and she's like, all her stories about him are like, seems like the nicest dude ever. Except in her words, for when she left, he left uh, his wife for for Scarlet. But, um. Uh, still watching that match and watching him wrestle, knowing he's the nicest dude ever in real life, I'm still like scared watching it. I'm scared of him. I'm scared of him. <laughs> it's cool. It's so cool that the last few times we've watched like a match with Champa in it, you know, for the most part, you think of like a 20, 25 minute thing, very, very competitive, uh, anything like that. And so to, to watch him get some like strong, like fast, furious off- offense on Cross. Mm-hmm. Both fast and furious. Yeah, good. Thank um, you. Offense uh, on cross, but then just to get fucking like choked the fuck out, uh, it's just like, oh man, they really are giving him the star treatment for sure. And, and they and they need to because like this dude's a star. He can do be a think, star, and you can build Tommaso back. He has enough equity. Yeah. Do you totally. think? Do you think they'll give him the title, or will he just like skip that whole thing and go to right. Maine sooner than later? You ready? You ready for my my take? Yes. Take take it away. Okay, so he keeps running through everybody else at um, the Royal Rumble takeover um, or Survivor Series, whichever one you want to do. We'll say Survivor Series. Give him one more time with it. He beats Adam Cole. He wins the title. Um, Adam Cole then debuts on the main roster, like all of you uh, undisputed are at the Rumble. So they're, they're off and running there. Um, Champa this whole time is trying to rebuild so I would say the next takeover he loses again and now he has to kind of build back up that brings it to Mania takeover this on 2021 Tommaso finally gets like his retribution against Cross Cross loses, drops it off to Tommaso Cross then goes to the main roster Tommaso says he doesn't want to move up he says he wouldn't be able to last so yeah yeah, that's cool, man. There it uh, is. That, that, that's that's how you do it. But think, where where does the finest Kona Reeves fit in? Um, in the crowd, audience. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's always got a place to watch near the front row. Yeah, I think either that or the other person they're building to potentially beat Cole is Keith Lee, and have Keith Lee beat Adam Cole, and then 
event when it's time for Keith Lee to go up have cross like destroy Keith Lee because Keith Lee is this huge monster of a, like an NXT now like but a baby face and then yeah. you'd have even a like the most un, like insurmountable mountain of, with cross if he then destroyed Keith Lee yeah so. it just become like the dude Shayna Baszler yeah when <clears throat> so I know like there's a lot of dream matches I want with Brock uh, like Riddle, Velveteen like, Dream and Brock, you want a lot of those? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean it'd be shorter. So it'd be shorter, shorter than a Goldberg match, but maybe. Um, like, like when Brock ev- eventually gets the title again, Cross taking it off of him would be. It needs to be Matt Riddle, but. I would, I would, it's I gotta would, be Matt Riddle. I would like that more, but Cross is scarier. I Cross is somebody, especially with that performance against Tommaso, where it's just like, yeah, we there's a new fucking bad boy on the. I would. I, I'd I almost would, rather see Cross defeat Drew though, like defeat a giant baby face. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a good point. I doubt it'll happen now, since uh, yeah, that happened. Matt Riddle's on the main roster now. Oh yeah. yeah um. I would love to see uh, Matt Riddle and Cross, and Matt Riddle have to actually like get serious, because even with Timothy Thatcher, he wrestled very seriously. But like having him get like actually serious would be would be fun to watch. Have yeah. him, as a character be sh- like be shaken. For yeah, once. yeah. Like every time you see him, instead of him just being like all like relaxed, he's just like working out heavy, like in a sauna on a fucking like. Uh, bike, you know, just like fucking sweating his balls See him off. in the actual fight camp. Breaking, yeah, exactly. Breaking fake jaws again. Actually, that'd be, uh, yeah, dude, it'd actually be really jaws. cool for Matt Riddle's. Like, he kind of, like, he goes way off of TV matches, like in preparation for like a title match. Mm-hmm. But, like, they have vignettes every week where, like Zach was saying, like a fight camp. It's like him, like, rolling, him, like, doing ground and pound. Like, his coaches and stuff, like, his coaches and stuff doing parts of the interview and, like just like Matt Riddle being super intense, like that could be really cool. Uh, bring in yeah. fucking GSP. Hell yeah! Bring in Sylvester Stallone to train him. Michael oh. B. Jordan. <laughs> Creed is a better film, but I love Rocky. Um, no, okay, no, no, I, I agree with you. Don't you say <laughs> it, it's a better made movie. Rocky is great. Rocky Creed was made for better. like pennies. That was in. Sylvester Stallone's pockets at the time, though. That's true. So. And he wrote it, which is Rocky. Rad. Okay. Rocky is going to and has, a- pro- has proven to, uh, no pun intended, go the fucking distance. Yeah. Um, and Creed, we'll see. We'll see. It's not going to have the same legacy. It um, won't because the second awesome. movie was bad. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see it. I did. Well, the fifth, ro- fifth, fifth Rocky movie was bad. So <laughs> that is true. That's the fifth true. One was bad. Yeah, and the sixth five. one. And the sixth one. Actually, I like the, the Rocky Balboa one because it was realistic because he loses. Spoiler alert. Lose. <laughs> There's a guy Bro. named Mason, Mason the Line Dixon. <laughs> he was actually a boxer, too, which was cool. Sick. Okay. But that is we the s- fucking worst name. <laughs> Last. It's not a wrestler name. Sorry. That's true. Last match. Uh, triple threat for the women's NXT championship. I said that in the wrong order, according to Wikipedia. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai. Okay. I have always been a Charlotte middler. I'm just like, eh, 
whatever. She's fine. Um, ever since she's been in NXT, I know her character is annoying, Isai. But in the ring, she she's scary. She has a presence. Like, she is she's great. She's Randy Charlotte, Orton. Charlotte is great. Yeah. Like Randy Orton. That's yeah. It. I mean, she she's has a, she, she has a, a, a confidence in the ring that you're not gonna see with Rhea or, or Eo um in a mm-hmm. WWE ring, you know, like Charlotte really when she comes in is like I own like this is my fucking house. I own mm-hmm. this, like you believe it. My, this is my house with Paige's catchphrase. <laughs> um all my issues with Paige. Charlotte like right now and, and lately aren't because of Charlotte. It's because yeah. they're overusing her. Um yeah. and I think right now, especially with like she popped back up on Raw now is immediately going into a feud with Asuka when Asuka has a pay-per-view match on Sunday with Nia Jax and they just basically like ignored that. Um, <laughs> like, so basically, like, basically like, no, 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 we're, we're, we're going to give Charlotte. with Charlotte and Asuka and Nia came out for like three minutes of one. Yeah. So and, basically uh, that means Asuka's 100% winning that match. I mean, oh, she was going oh, yeah. to anyway, but, yeah. um, wow. but like, so now with, with Becky being gone, it's, I think it's obvious that they cut short the plan for her, for Charlotte mm-hmm. and NXT. Yeah. Like, um, so that, I, I like the way it ended now, but it's just annoying that they're like having her just do too much. She's showing up on too many shows. She's all like, she is a mix of Randy. She's Randy Orton in the ring, but Roman Reigns two years ago and how she's being pushed. That's yeah. a good, yeah. I agree with that. Um, I, EO had one of the more impressive, uh, moments of the night jumping off, off the top of the house. Um, I am upset. It wasn't a moonsault. I get it. It was safer to do it that way, but I've seen her do more dangerous things. Derek, I'm with you. I like when I watch wrestlers and I mean this, I like when I watch wrestlers defy death, but it's scary. And I, it's for my own sadistic enjoyment. I understand that. And we uh, all know I just love Io Shirai's match. And also, with with how this match turned out, uh, you really don't want Io getting hurt on that spot. Yeah, yeah. And you really don't want her to, because that's her finisher, essentially. You don't want her to do it You can't just be popping do it, it early. off. You don't yeah. want yeah, exactly. If she had done the moonsault off the house, it would have been because she wouldn't have done the moonsault at the end of the match to win. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, and that moonsault at the end. Oh my god! I thought I thought Rhea Ripley fucking her neck was snapped in two. I thought, oh my god! Oh, she had knees right to the head. Oh, yeah, I dude. I oh. thought she was gonna moonsault onto Charlotte because it seemed a lot easier to do. <laughs> I thought so too. Oh man, I I called the exact spot that ended the match like about two or three minutes before it happened to Anya, and I was so fucking stoked. I got it right. Like I was like, it wasn't one of those like disappointing things because you predicted it. Like I was like, oh shit, this would be so sick if that's how this match ends. Like, yeah, you know, figure eight spot about to tap out, but then EO comes. When they got into in position, it. I'm like, and like the way the cameras pan, I'm like, it was the cam- the camera gave it away for me too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was it was the yeah, exactly right. I mean, it was the perfect way to end that. That, that yeah. is one thing that I, I guess I hadn't thought about until just now, but like the camera work for this show actually like i think was subtly really really good like they're finally figuring out how to do oh, these empty arena it was like yeah, just like are. that like subtle crane shot of like panning to then see like eo there and have that angle yeah. to the finish of the match which you yeah. can't do in an arena and i mean they could they when 
they did the brand split back in 2016 with SmackDown. They did it for two weeks. God, that was really shots. cool for two weeks. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's probably just like a budget thing. Yeah, the Kevin Dunn thing. It. Yeah, so like, but that was really cool, and that was like an interesting. That makes it make it more interesting. I thought. Yeah. I, I my only hope is that they don't, and I know that they will. There's going to be some sort of blow off. Um, and I love seeing Rhea and that title picture, but I, I hope that EO's first big contender is someone other than Rhea. Yeah, because just, cause just diversify too. it up a little bit. Um, I I hope that. I hope I I know she's not going to be in Oscar or a Shayna and have it forever, but I hope she has it for a while. But that's just me being selfish because Io Shirai is my favorite wrestler. I think it's going to be Tegan, <laughs> actually, because Tegan got the that pin, got the W, yeah, in the in the six women tag. Um, she has the most momentum as a babyface right now. That's true. I wouldn't be surprised if Io's transitional gets called up sooner rather than later. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe. Oh man, Eo in the fucking Oscar Kyrie stable. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, that, give me that. Recreate a little bit of recreating the Lucha Underground Triad faction. Oh yeah. Um, I believe I called Jade Frog Triad once, which is I think a <laughs> um, team from um, Double Dare. <laughs> oh, nice. So or oh, no, like, Legends of the Hidden Temple. There's like the blue the salamander. Bear, the blue barracudas. The blue barracudas. <laughs> that's what it was. That's the only one I actually know. Um, there was like also, the orange monkeys. Uh, I, 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 I love Legend of the Hidden I really enjoyed Legends this match. The Hidden Performance Center. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though it was spoiled, spoiled for me. Spoiled. <gasps> I thought it was, it was really good. It was spoiled because Bryson texted me and said, I hope you're happy. And I was like, oh, okay. I know how this ends. <laughs> um, so fuck you, Bryson. Also, shout out, Bryson. I hope you're doing all right. It it was a um, – I loved – the whole show felt pretty brisk, which was beautiful. I mean, it was yeah. shorter than an episode it's of Raw. brisk, baby. Brisk. Yeah. Blinking, you're um, going to miss it. But the, the, the main event was fucking well, well paced. Like, yeah. I, it, was, it was a really great way to cap off the show. Yeah, I learned something that I pay more attention when I'm watching live because I watched this Monday night and I finished it on my lunch break today. Yeah, I I enjoy it more when I'm watching live, which is really strange for something that you don't need to watch live. Except, except they're they're out there fucking putting their bodies on the line, and it's sadistic. I said, but like you never know what's gonna happen. It's true. You never know what's gonna happen. But then the next day. If somebody hurt themselves real bad or something yeah. crazy happened, you would you would hear about that before you watch it. Yeah, but watching I it live that, really is the element of like, oh, what the fuck is gonna happen? It's it's true. Like it's more exciting live, which is I didn't think that would be the case, honestly. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not why Fox paid WWE a ton of money. Yeah, it's like quote unquote DVR proof like sports. Even like commentary being live, there's something about even like catching little mistakes and stuff that like lets you know it's live like during the um cold dream match uh Morrow, like miscalled a spot like because he thought it was oh a, yeah he thought it was the dream valley driver but it like it or yeah. he thought it was the panama sunrise but it like had been the dream valley driver dream like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is like, fine oh, Morrow can make mistakes mm-hmm. yeah but it's yeah. like nice to be like oh it's live like it gives it yeah. an energy i yeah. agree also um Morrow loves Japanese wrestling, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
every single match there was some reference to obscure Japanese wrestling. Or maybe not even obscure, but obscure to me, dude. I yeah, was, for sure. It was it was funny. I I like I, it, yeah. I love him. Um was Michael Cole the other guy? Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips. He is pretty he balances him out well, oh, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Tom Phillips is like out of like the WWE like Vince Cole guys. Yeah, he's probably the best. He's I just Michael Cole. It's just yeah. like, I mean, yeah. I don't watch a lot of live sports, so I don't know a lot of commentators. Morrow seems very special because he, it's like he is freestyle rapping, like the things that he says, like yeah, the man. words that come out of his mouth when he's talking so fast. I don't understand it. Yeah, he'll straight. He'll, he'll, kind he'll, of a throwback, to be honest. Okay. So like, because they'll I, talk I, about like famous like uh, commentators. I mean, even if we going back fairly recently, guys like um, Chris Berman is always very um, was wow. very outspoken. Did did some weird shit. Um, but guys like Howard Cosell, like we're talking like this is years ago, super iconic, and they had like a different personality. Or of course, world famous comes in after Harry Carey. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Soft spot for. Uh, you, you and me, Eastside. Hey, Meehouse. Yep. Is he the is he the grandma guy? On the hey, Meehouse was the Seattle Mariners uh, yeah, commentator, he, and he just he had such a cool. Just what like, was just he was super the, are you talking? Are you talking about the breakout the mustard and rye bread grandma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The grand salami. The grandma guy. Yeah, I love that. This love is that how I associate things. I love that. Urban Outfielders <laughs> use that sample in a song. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he he. His famous one was "My Oh My," for "My Oh My." My oh, and also the word "Soto Mojo," which means nothing. <laughs> the used it yeah, I love, love that. Well. I want to start saying something that doesn't mean anything, but you run out. You know, everything means anything now. <laughs> everything means something. Not Snorgles Burger. What does I mean, Snorgles Burger mean, Matt? I'll tell you off air. I don't think we're actually legally allowed to talk about it while the cameras are recording. You know, Matt, you have said some nonsense. Oh yeah, Snorgles Burger is anti thought code. On what? Uh, as chaotic, Matt, you've said some nonsense on this show. So that's yeah, true. I keep the hope alive. Like when you said that Carmelo was pretty good. <laughs> that's not bad. I think you're referring. Yes. Well, you know what? That's fine. The, the code of, of silence. The, the eyes of the butt. That's not nonsense. I and actually I, agree with you. I know. I think we actually. I think we actually talked about it. But I love um, it. I love it. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. Not so there's an XT for you. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about backlash or a super special thing coming what? back? Let's talk about backlash. Like yeah, just yeah. run okay. through this because like sprint. Don't even. Don't even backlash. stop. Backlash. Backlash okay. is historically one of the worst pay-per-views of the year. So bad that when we lo- the first episode we ever lost, we did not care because it was Backlash. It was Backlash. 2017. It's All right. when um, Backlash is also the pay-per-view where Jinder Mahal won the title. Sick. Um, okay, do you think this will be the best match on the card? Apollo Crews versus Andrade. No, they, you know which one is going to be the best because it's <laughs> going to be better than all wrestling matches ever. Best so. wrestling match ever. This will probably be the second best match on the card, though. This will be I pretty think, good. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, Apollo Crews has found that next year. So really and cool Andrade is Andrade. Mm-hmm. For real. Um, uh, triple Threat Tag, Bailey and Sasha Banks, Alexa and Nikki Cross, and the Icornics. It'll, yeah. be, it'll be there. Yeah. 
No, I, I, uh, are Bailey and Sasha retaining? Yeah, they need to. Yeah. They just yeah. won, right? They just re-won those titles? Yeah. 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 The, this is going to lead to their Sean Diesel split up eventually, I think. Where that, they're long, that they're long booking? I admit, uh, remember when Bailey fucking threw Sasha in the stairs and said, you ain't shit? You ain't shit? Dude, yeah. that was like, that was like, that was nice. Man, I, mean, I love that. That's what we thought. And then there was that thing where, where they were in love, but we were, and everyone was kind of left to be like, well, what kind of love? And then they just never really told us. Uh, <laughs> it's because this program keeps getting postponed. Yeah, yeah. they just can't never yeah. pull the trigger. Um, also, uh, speaking of long-term booking, someone posted an, pictures of uh, Shawn Michaels using computers in WWE, and he always uses two fingers. He's, I'm sure he doesn't actually know how to type. Like, he, he started, <laughs> I was thinking about this, like, he started wrestling, like, out of high school. It's not like he went to college. He's from a time when people didn't necessarily learn how to type. Yeah. Until also, uh, also, brother, that hand-eye coordination looks like it's all over the place. You know? <laughs> true, true. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Isai, can you explain this story to me? Because I watched SmackDown I'd... two weeks ago. Okay. I don't get it. So, Jeff Hardy's been gone for a while. He came back. That More ways than once. And Sheamus has been like, yo, Michael Cole, what the fuck? I came back too. Why don't you do this shit on me? And I'm so the I'm the lobster guy. It's a shameful thing. Lobster head. Um, so then they're feuding now. And then a couple weeks ago, um, fucking, there was an accident at the Performance Center parking lot where yeah. Elias <laughs> tore his peck in a car accident, which doesn't make any sense. Um, but and Jeff Hardy was on that steering wheel real, real tight. I guess. And so then Jeff Hardy was found, and they're like, oh, you smell like alcohol. Yeah. Which is really was... sad because, like, he's a recovering addict. And it was so weird. Like the way the fake cop or cop or whatever was just like, he smell he's intoxicated. He smells like alcohol. Like they said it fifteen times. I know. Well, we gotta know that he's a fucking recovering alcoholic with a couple of DUIs under his belt, or else it's not good TV. Man, so, there's just a lot of Scott Hall throwbacks going on right now. <laughs> yeah, also Dude, no, Hall I mean right like there. for real. Yeah, it's not okay. They should have learned their lesson. They've never shied away, shied away from from Jeff's substance abuse. Like uh, fucking Samoa Joe had that thing that I, that we all thought was actually pretty entertaining about like not drinking and driving or whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's just like uh, I, I haven't really been following that much. I can't really talk on it. It's yeah. weird when you make it it's when you take a past reference and like turn it into an actual angle. When like, you're kayfabe in somebody's DUI, it's just like why? Yeah. So okay. So then. Um, Jeff Hardy, did they just find out he wasn't drunk? Well, he, no. So he, he got fucking taken to jail. Then he did a bunch of sobriety tests and stuff and he passed, but he was so disoriented. Like he must've had a concussion, but then he passed sobriety tests. which don't make sense. <laughs> and so then, uh, all right, he, send him home. He stumbled his way back into the arena, fought Seamus. So Seamus lost his spot in the IC title thing. And then set up the promo this last Friday where Jeff Hardy was like, eyewitnesses said some tall guy with a beard and red hair was the one that did it. So, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, Oscar versus Nia Jax. Uh, I just hope she doesn't get hurt. Yep. Yeah, right? Yep. 
Right? Uh, I was actually going to make that joke earlier that if they call up EO, that'll be like another person in this stable to like rotate getting hurt by Naya. Naya, yeah. Huh? Uh, Braun Strowman versus The Miz and John Morrison. Toot toot. Who cares? He's gonna <laughs> he, he's gonna run through him. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, John, he's gonna win. John Morrison will probably get like a minute of offense in because like The Miz distracts Braun. And then there'll be some slime, which has been part of this angle. Yeah. Like Nickelodeon slime? Yeah. Sick. They yep. was it Charlie, dude. Charlie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, slimed. Slimed Ch- they slimed Chuck while Chuck got slimed. While yeah, she Chuck was interviewing Braun. Because they're for, they are impractical jokesters. Braun would be a really good host of the Kids' Choice Awards. That's true, man. Yeah. I would I would I would I, do they still do that? I don't know. Yeah. But He'd be good at it. John he's, Cena was. I didn't watch it, but I'm sure he was. He's the new, you know, big show, so he's meant for celebrity spots. So yeah. Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. This wasn't billed very much, was it? Yeah, this will be booked. Picked, booked. Honestly, it'll be built. a good big guy match. I yeah. think this will be good. Bobby Lashley, is, like, hasn't gotten the show that he's good really, but. Yeah, like I think he's hitting that like, yeah, TNA gear, and like him with MVP has been really good. And, yeah, MVP has done so much for him in the last couple of weeks. That's been really fun to watch. Then we have Edge versus Randy Orton in the greatest wrestling match. Greatest match, wrestling match ever. There's nothing else to say about it. It's gonna be the best wrestling match ever. Oh, isn't Kurt the guest ref? No, he was oh. a guest ref in NXT. Yeah. Like, he's still. I was like, how much are they going to fucking put Kurt in there? They did have so this match. Video. I think it's going to be really good, but I don't think it's going to be nowhere near the best wrestling I, match ever. It's I hope that they do something weird, like the swerve, like how much they're building this up, then have it like just be like a fucking DQ immediately and then just turn into a street fight. Yeah, like that's almost what I'm hoping because it's like you, you're doing nothing but shooting yourself in the foot by hyping this up to be the best wrestling match ever. It's going to be good if or, it's a straight-up wrestling match. Or they just make it a shoot and it's like collegiate wrestling. That's I have a collegiate wrestling. <laughs> they, have to, they have to learn. Fucking um, learn real quick. Yeah, so that's Backlash. That's this Sunday. That match, is, that match has already been taped. Oh, okay. They, they should really – sure It's the best one. To like revamp Backlash because it always isn't like it's never good. They really should just rename it Backdraft and have some like cinematic Inferno Ooh. matches. Just have some fire. Because Inferno matches are also, I think, the match that like could use the cinematic treatment more than oh, anything yeah. because they're always bad. Just like fucking, oh man, have them fight in real fire. Have a yeah, fire, yeah. fire all around them, wrestling in a fire pit. Dude, they're just fucking sweaty fucking bodies, dude, because it's so hot. Yeah, it'd be like... Yeah. Give them third-degree burns like they did to The Undertaker that one time. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. At, at an elimination chamber, and then he was just pouring water on himself in the pod. Yeah, man, that's, that's fucking... Poor that fucker. He got, and he, like, got put in the walls of Jericho and shit. Yeah, it's like fucking bad, bad burns. Um. Yep. So that's uh, backlash. Watch it if you want to. Watch it if you want. WWE. We're done talking about that. New Japan yep. Pro Wrestling. Hey, it's back. Uh, they're doing empty arena shows, correct? Except yes. for the finale in Dominion, which which will is be, gonna 
Um, Osaka Joe Hall, but in, with a one third capacity. Yeah, one third capacity. Um, so yeah, it's uh, the New Japan Cup. We got a big old bracket. It's gonna be cool. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I'm pulling up um, the bracket. The first, uh, this is. They have like all these dates, so it's cool. So six uh, sixteen, uh, we got Togi Makabe. Togi Makabe. Togi Makabe. Uh, Yoda, is it Tsuji or just Suji? Uh, I mean, we're gonna pull the bracket up. Okay, I can say this one: Tomohiro Ishii uh, versus El Desperado. Cool. That's the that's the guy that hurt Hiromu, right? Yes. He didn't no, hurt no, him. no, no, no. That's Dragon no. Lee. Dragon Lee. Okay. Why is this so small? Hold on. I'm finding a big version of it. And Find I'll a big one. It. I want big bracket, no small bracket. Uh, Toro Yano versus Jado. Jado? And, yeah. Yeah, Jado. And Tomokai Honma versus Hiromu Takahashi. Who's Tomo the Oki first? Homa. Who's, who's that? Who's uh, the first he guy? Is, he is like this blonde dude that does a... Like, uh, like a weird ass fucking like falling headbutt. He oh. got hurt real bad. Okay. Um, he's an older dude. He's really good though. Okay. Uh, on what, was it, uh, what was his uh, deck? Uh, was it GBH? Great Bash Heel? Yeah. Yeah. Great Bash Heel. Um, on 6-17, June 17th. Yo, guys, this starts soon. Uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Gato. Um, oh, hell yeah. Yuji Nagata versus Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, uh, Yuya Imura versus, this is a long name, Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Yeah, Kanemaru. He's in the uh, Suzuki game. Okay. And uh, Gabriel Kidd. Gabe Kidd? One of these things isn't like the other. He's a young lion. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because <laughs> um, they, they had basically like any foreigners who don't live over there aren't like they aren't flying in for it. No, there's no fucking bullet club. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, Except I said for the Tokyo Pam. I said uh, Tanahashi. It's Takahashi fighting uh, Honma. Yes. Um, uh, I said Tana. It's Taka. Um, so I read all those names. Who do you think is going to win that side? Um, on this side, it, it's set for um, Okada to win it. I mean, probably. Yeah. He's oh, we might get Okada versus Suzuki, which I'm sure has happened a million times. But I think I mean we're going to end up with that match because there's no way Yuji Nagata or Gato's winning. Yeah, um, I think the finals that we're going to end up getting is. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Kajuki Okada, which I think is going to end up being really cool. Ooh, have they ever wrestled like one on one? I don't. I don't think they have. A, have had a one on one match just because uh, Hiromu is a junior. Okay, so right, they've, right. They've probably been across like in multi man matches, but that's not it. Okay, let's go to the other side. Uh, Six twenty two. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Taichi. Tana. <laughs> Oh. oh, you guys ready? You ready for this, Matt? I'm ready. Kota Ibushi versus Zack Sabre Jr. That's going to be good as fuck. Yeah, yeah I'm bummed that's in the first round, but there's always a matchup like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to get them to tune in early. 
um, Taguchi versus Sonata. Nice. Show versus Shingo Takagi. Mr. Takagi. Um, apparently, no one has made a like high resolution image of this fucking bracket anywhere on the internet. So, but I'm so <laughs> I, glad. Mine is pretty fine. It's the oh, first one oh. on Google Image Search. Are you Derek, using Bing? Derek found that good. Good. Are you using Ask Jeeves? Are you asking Jeeves? <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking this, using uh, Bing. I, I quit the SEO industry and I forgot how to Google. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the thing. Oh, need, host disabled attendee screen sharing, Derek. As I didn't you, uh, disable shit. It just happened you, like that. Did you try using dogpile.com? Um, I mean, not for this. I for some for some other stuff. Um, nice, nice. You know what? I'll just fucking share it. There you go. I'll uh, share it. Save image. It's a trap. You could just open, or you could just deep throw your mic right now. It's an open image and new tab, but you know. Speaking of not knowing how to use the internet. Oh, I don't know how to use computers. Mm. I don't know what's going on. It's my job, but. Tanahashi. Tana! <laughs> Tana! Yeah, I'm excited. Loud, I'm sorry, everyone. Um, okay. okay. I'm so glad nobody listens to us. <laughs> this would be unlistenable. Sorry. You got like five people. There's one or two. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Blurk. Emma. What's up? What's up, Blurk? Sorry, Emma. Sorry, Eric Larson. <laughs> What's up, Rick? You got a cute new dog named Tex. I didn't know that. Yeah. Y'all doing, doing good over, up there? All right. That oh, picture is just black and didn't save. Let's okay. not. Yeah. Let's just go. Oh, so oh, it started. Okay. Um, um, uh, Hiroshi versus Yoshihashi. Who, yeah. who the fuck gives a shit about that? <laughs> Then Yo and Bushi. That'll be fine. Um, we got uh, Sat- <coughs> Satoshi Kojima versus Evil. Evil. What a weird match. And Hiroko, Hiroki Goto versus uh, Yujiro Takahashi. Nice. Yeah. Who's winning this side? Ayatana? Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't know about kind of. I mean, the one I would think would either be Kota Bushi. Maybe you give it to like a Goto. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I would think I'm gonna go with Jingo Takagi. Maybe. Jingo mm. might be a really good one. So I'm just. I, think. I don't know. Who knows? I'm and, just... uh, because he's a heel. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of the, the big thing. Also, I just might... like. Usually, whoever wins the New Japan Cup isn't necessarily like the same person who'd win the G One. Like they'll have like Ishi win or shit like that. So, yeah, okay. um, Kenta has a super easy road to at least make it to like the semis too. So, so well, this will be really fun. Wait, where's where is Kenta? On the uh, left or the right? Bottom right. He only really has Evil or Goto that you could lose to until the quarterfinals, so. I don't... Kenta? Yeah. He's on the... Oh, I, fuck, this is last year's... God damn it. Google's betraying you. It is. I give up. The church has ruined you, boy. You're not a boy. You are a they. <laughs> I was just trying... I was just trying to use a, a phrase. I'm a wrestle boy. Yeah. All right. 
Japan's back. I'm going to watch a lot of these matches, I think, because I'm excited. I'm excited. How long have they been gone? Since everything started, they're they're like, them and like Ring of Honor are like really the, yeah, kind of the the poster children, if you will, for how to experience this shit like March or early April. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it would have been mid March when they stopped doing stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do one more thing before we call this this done. Before we get the old go home cue. And it's time for uh, my favorite segment of this show. Um, questions from Blurg. Oh, what? Questions from Blurg. Actually, you gave me money, so that's true. That's that's. Um, all right. What's the worst movie you've seen in the movie theater? Black Knight. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't like that Martin Lawrence vehicle? I love it, but it's an awful movie. Yeah. Uh, I, my, so part of the thing with me is like, if I'm going to the theater, it's, I've done the research, I'm going to like it. But here's the thing. When I was young in Caldwell, there was a movie theater. Oh, Linden, no, wait. Linden or the three? Animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did the Animal? Animal Linden 3. That's a good one. So yeah, Linden 3 was cool. It was like a three movie theater in Caldwell. It was like the place to go see movies in Caldwell. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the school year, you could do this thing where you pay like 20 yep. bucks or whatever. And you get to go see a movie. It's like once every week or every two weeks. And you get like a small tray with popcorn and drink in it or whatever. But the thing was, and I remember for some reason it was the Flintstones movie. The like first one with the. That movie movie. fucking, that movie rocks. John Goodman's in it. Perfect casting. The movie itself was not the issue. Oh, okay. Okay. But this is the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters because the Linden 3 also kind of fucking sucked. (laughs) I loved it and I have nothing but fond memories. But the, the movie went out like. 10 times during this movie. So like you would watch every like three or four minutes and then it would just cut to black and then you'd have to wait for three or four minutes and then they'd bring it up again. Uh, that rocks. Uh, yeah, it was like, it's an experience, but it was the worst movie I've seen in a theater because I don't, rem- it, it, I just remember being a kid, like I don't want to keep sitting here. Yeah, I had that happen to me at a midnight release of something. So when you're waiting for them to get everything back up and going and you're tired... Yeah, I'm too old for that shit now. Yeah, so with the um, with that thing that you got after um, the school year, Tyler and I went to that. Um, we got it like one year, and instead of seeing the movie that we were supposed to, we we went into the animal instead. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so maybe that actually no, I changed my answer from Black Knight to the Animal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Linden Three, shout out R.I.P. Now it's a place you can buy sinks and toilets, which kind of feels like an analogy for the whole fucking world. <laughs> you used to be able to go see wonderful movies. And now all you can do is buy sinks and toilets. Um, so I used <laughs> to go to bad movies on purpose. Uh, Hercules with the Rock, uh, The Last Witch Hunter with Vin Diesel. I that was a bad um, one. Um, I don't remember any others. Those two stuck out. But the worst movie I ever saw in theaters was M Night Shyamalan's Avatar: The Last Airbender, because it was a bastardization of the greatest cartoon on television. Heard that. And I've heard that. I, was, I don't know why I didn't walk out. I don't know why. I was you pay so money. Upset. Were you just hoping that it'd get better? I was hoping something would happen. I don't know. They purposely pronounced every name incorrectly. It's a fucking television and, show written in English. And switched white people to being good instead of bad. Yeah. 
And M. Night Shyamalan was the bad guys because he wanted to be the Fire Lord. I literally started watching that show this last week. Yo, it rips, right? Uh, First couple episodes so far, yeah. It's uh, so I started watching. Wait till you get okay, which is my fucking jam. Hell yeah! But then Anya started watching with me, so that like Avatar became became the show. The show now that I'm watching on my own. So, when right, you're right, right. done watching Avatar, seek out Korra because oh, yeah. it's it gets real good. Um, yeah. She raw fucking rips. Um, my favorite yeah. worst movie. I I was trying to think through it, and I realized all of them were in movies I saw uh, with my same high school girlfriend, and they're all <laughs> terrible. Um, and I cannot choose. My old answer was John Tucker. John Tucker must die. But oh. I think that movie at least has some satire going on in it enough that down retrospect, I'll give it a much better pass. Um, Aragon. Oh, oh yeah. I saw that movie. That movie's very bad and also a very bad adaptation of a pretty okay book. Um, Premonition. 2007 Premonition. There really was a string of bad movies. Um, the Reaping starring Hilary Swank, the movie with the, uh, the Plagues of Exodus. Uh, Ooh, cool. It was. It has an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes I just looked up, trying Toy. to figure out what the name of it. Um, it's All of those are all in the running, and they're all with the same person. Do you think that's what led to the end of the relationship? <laughs> oh, no, a lot of all the terrible things did, but... Um, but the movies didn't help. Being shitty high school Christians. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the weirdest... Um, the funniest moments I've had at a movie theater was when I went to see Return of the King with one of my friends. Uh, the last, for everyone, that's the last Lord of the Rings movie. And he said, they like set it up for like a sequel. I was like, You're like, bro, this is the last of the trilogy, bud. <laughs> I mean, there's the extended universe and the similarium. Um, <laughs> thousands nerds. of years to draw, of history to draw upon. Um, <laughs> next question because I could talk about weird movie experiences forever. Right, right, right. Um, which would you rather live without, salsa or barbecue sauce? This is I, easy for me. Barbecue sauce. You can get barbecue sauce the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. I love barbecue sauce, but same like I do too. I love barbecue sauce. It's so, literally one of my favorite condiments. But if I salsa special, it is. So here's you, here's the what thing. are you gonna dip tortilla chips in? Barbecue sauce. This this is the thing. Go for it. This is what we're starting to get into definitions here. Oh, fuck no. We're not doing this. Because, yeah, we are. Because salsa means sauce? Yeah. I mean, are we talking salsa. Sal- sal- like salsa in the terms of like, like a chunkier like tomato or tomatillo-based thing where you dip yes. chips in or salsa as in like even including pico de gallo or salsa like if you're just talking like you're getting like red or green sauce, that also sauce. Like, so I also I, do that with barbecue to an extent. Right. But... Stubs, sweet baby rates. So the, there's like <laughs> the nice nice to use of rubs and yeah. But, there's Carolina, yeah. there's vinegar, yeah. base, there's mustard based. That's, that, 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 that weighed heavily into my, my decision making for me was that there are so many different types of salsa mm-hmm. and a rich, beautiful history behind it. Uh, when it comes to barbecue sauce, significantly less of a rich history because it's basically just fucking vinegar, and ketchup, and then I, and whatever else. I don't know what else is in. Molasses, brown sugar. Molasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I do like a good barbecue, but of course, I don't. I fucking love salsa. So, Green sauce I, from Los Betos is one of the greatest things my in favorite the world. Food. <laughs> I would. Well, drink I, it. I'm, I'm not going to answer this clarification on the meaning of salsa. You y'all fill a bus on that. I need to pee so bad. I'm gonna die. I I to me, I just think though. I don't. I love barbecue. Yeah. So we. I literally during this was trying to order Dickie's barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it means. I mean, when I think, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go with what Blurg probably meant, which is like something you dip chips into so hot sauce taco sauce stuff like that's still on the table to me i i think salsa i do i i think tomatoes i think onions i think cilantro i think i think yeah anything with a tomato or tomatillo garlic like, base yeah taco that's not sauce. italian well taco sauce like uh, like a green sauce i have in my fridge it's just in a bottle you're not dipping chips in that. You're just putting on tacos. Or I yeah. would count that as salsa. That's I salsa. would count. I would Any, count that. So it's anything with like a tomato, onion, garlic base that is not that is not Italian. <laughs> barbecue That's sauce. Not species, a barbecue Italian. sauce with, with onion and tomato bases. I mean, look, you don't have to answer the question. I'm not going to because I'm going to, <laughs> because, because the question. I'm putting the because system on trial. Because your answer is barbecue. No, it's because I like. I'm not the biggest like like super chunky salsa, but I love like Mexican hot sauces and stuff like that. Yeah, it's that. It's dip, that too. If I'm it's gonna dip chips, I can also use queso, which I love, or shit like Ke- that. So it's just there's just a lot of stuff. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. I that that's I I in my head I factored all of that into counting as salsa. Yeah. So for me, just, I was like, if I'm giving up salsa, I'm giving up all of those. If I'm giving yeah. up barbecue sauce, I'm just giving up barbecue sauce. But I love barbecue, and I think maybe since, like, I don't know, I've been making, like, ribs, like, every couple weeks and doing stuff like that. It's, uh... I respect it. I I respect that. I kind of grill, and it just changed changed the game. It feels nice. I love the smell of grill going. I love my baby grill. Grills are fucking nice, dude. I got a little charcoal grill, and it's the best. That's what we have, too. Charcoal's good. We have a little Weber charcoal grill, and I fucking love that bad boy. I had a propane one because I like convenience. It is super convenient. It's a pain in the ass. Okay. But yeah, I'm going to – I'm tossing this back to Emma. You got to give me clarification on what <laughs> you mean, and then we will get back to that. <laughs> we'll have my um, answer next week. Have you ever had an experience with an alien or other cryptid-like being? Yes. I ha- Yes. Oh, yeah. You- Matt, I've, heard, I've heard your story. About this. About I, I've had a couple different crazy alien story. I mean, so here we go. The <laughs> first one that's crazy. The first one that's fucking crazy was that one time I was in a hot tub with two of my very best friends, Mason and Brandon. Shout out. You don't listen. But uh, we were just hanging out in Mason's backyard. And we were just talking. And Cody Chavez was there. Cody Chavez was not there. I think I had written him out at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, no, he might have been in the military. It doesn't matter. Um, but we were sitting in there. Now, here's the other thing. It's hard because when you're in Idaho, it's hard because we live next to a military base and people are always like, oh, you saw something crazy in the sky. It's fucking military. And I get that. And people can probably say this about this story, but we were sitting in the hot tub and all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're just talking about whatever, fucking life, bro. 
And then this triangle, this black triangle just comes across the sky. It was like blacker than night. It was nighttime and it was just like so dark. It just felt really out of place. And it was like slowly just crept over us. Uh, it was like boomerang style. Like it looked like a weird boomerang side of, side, style like, thing. Like a stealth bomber? No, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> not like that. Which we, oh, no. that. which we used to have a squadron of uh, stationed at that Air Force Base. I'll tell a different story. <laughs> this one came from outer space. But uh, this other story is actually fucking crazy. And I, don't, I can't describe it to this day. Uh, I lived with some roommates. Same roommate, Mason. Um, Blind Dixon. Mason is an alien. That's what I think. No, there's actually a whole story behind this. But uh, so he he was with this with this woman uh, uh, who was also our roommate. They were together. They were dating. Um, and she was always like, "I've had this thing following me since I was a kid. It's just this crazy thing. I wake up with these weird scratch marks on my leg. Uh, all this crazy stuff." And we're all like, "Okay, ha ha ha, bullshit." <laughs> so anyway, one day we're hanging out in the living room. And I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. So we go, I go upstairs. There's the bedrooms and the bathroom are upstairs and the living room is downstairs. Her door is open. How convenient. I know. Well, I know. But it's nice if you're upstairs and you're sleeping and you have to go pee, you can just go to the bathroom. But if you're downstairs. one upstairs and downstairs. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it like that. It was like one of those houses that got split up into different, you know, units. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so I go up there. Her door is open. Mm-hmm. I, I get to the top of the stairs and I look in and there is just a fucking skinny skinny tall fucking figure just in her room slender man dude this is before mm-hmm. i'd ever even heard of slender man was it a, was, it, was it a gray boy it looked like it was wearing a suit it looked like a an emaciated mm-hmm. human One of the being men in black was it will smith it was not will smith it was a white it was white but not like human I mean, like oh jones. so it's Tommy lee jones <laughs> Was it maybe Josh Brolin? Was it Vincent D'Onofrio? Was it, it looked, Sogar? Uh, no, Sogar. look more like um like put two feet taller on DJ Qualls. DJ Qualls, but like seven feet tall. And then he's wearing a suit. So we don't know DJ so Qualls, was, right? The new guy? The new guy so was the, the guy in Men oh, in okay. Black that was with the guy that had the cat, that super tall one. Oh yeah. Okay. The, the universe is on Orion's belt. Yep. Fuck, dude, I don't know, but it scared the shit out of me. And so I turn around to be like, someone's in the house. And uh, I turn back, and it's gone. Gone as fuck. Can't describe it to this day. She moved out. There was a couple other weird things that happened. Like, we would see shadows move around the house, but we were like, maybe that's traffic, but we couldn't quite figure it out. She moved out after they, they split up. Stopped. Everything, everything like that stopped. That's wild. Huh? She, left, yeah. she left him for... The alien. The, the alien. They, they, maybe they developed a relationship that moved beyond um, poltergeist, uh, haunter, and haunting. <laughs> I don't know. She's married to Joe Satriani now. <laughs> <laughs> um, this happened like a year-ish ago. I was driving home. I live in Cuna, Idaho. <clears throat> I think it was – oh, no, I was hanging out with Buds. Um, I was driving home, and there was like – there was like it was storming a little bit. Storming on. I saw – a thing like floating in the sky, a flash of lightning, that thing disappeared. Dude, hell yeah. And I was staring right at it. It was freaked me out. And it was like oh, yeah. fucking Metallica ride the lightning lightning. I love that. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Zero base. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mix way down low. No, uh, like so I grew up literally like around the corner from where Derek lives now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot less development out there when I was a kid. And so we were like mm-hmm. out in the country. And like, I definitely like, I remember seeing like weird stuff in the sky. And there's like that giant like radio or TV antenna out there. I don't know if it's still there and has red lights. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's still out here. There was nothing around it back then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember so, driving like, past that when I was younger. Yeah. So, like, I, that was like out my back, like, patio. You could just, like, that was out, like, in our view, like, probably a mile away. So, like, I definitely remember just seeing weird shit in the sky and, like, also just, like, encounter, like, they're probably all, like, fucking coyotes, but, like, just hearing weird animal sounds. Oh, yeah. Like, at night and stuff, like, especially I'd go out and feed our horses, like, uh, when I was growing up, and there was just nothing out where we were, so just like it would get spooky. Yeah, Dude, I just I th- have one. Like, whoa, what was it? Uh, myself and some friends, Tyler, and I forgot who else was there. There's another person. We're just like hanging out on the trampoline outside. So that's what you do when you're a youth. Mm-hmm. And we just like we're just like there, probably just talking about our weird 13 year old fucking life. And, like, there's a a weird, like, shape that just comes, like, we all see it because it's, like, moving very, like, not like how anything else would move on the sky. It's, like, kind of jagged. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we just see, like, something shoot out the bottom, and it goes straight up and gone. I love that. As a cow. They say that Idaho, so that, that the paranormal hotspot in Utah at the Utah Basin, the Skinwalker Ranch, that... There, there is something geographically about where we live and near where we live that is a hot spot for seeing stuff like this. I think it's fascinating. I think that's a parallel, my dude. It's desert. We're in the desert. We're in the desert and the forty-fifth parallel. Yeah, we're halfway I, between shit. I also, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that gets um, sleep paralysis. That thing where you're like, you can't move, but there's like a figure that is like coming like towards you. Have you guys ever, you guys ever known? That's just, like that? that's just, that's just Bret Hart. <laughs> I clogged Don't the toilet. Move, Matt. <laughs> oh, hello! I clogged the toilet again. Like, oh, Brett. No, it's like this I thing where you that. like I are your your brain that. your brain wakes up, but your body is still in that sleep place. But there's this like there's a feeling of a figure there. It's common. People, a lot of people have. No, it. I I know it exists. It sounds common? fucking terrifying. It's, out with it's fucking. It's very very scary. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. It do, I, I'll tell you what makes it go away. Cannabis, baby. Toy. Toy. It's illegal here, though. I would never even touch it. It's illegal here. That's yeah. why RVD like moved and jumped around so well because like it helps you move, keeps you from being paralyzed. So yeah, yeah. makes and you it, move good. He got his move vitamins in. I think it just ke- I think it just keeps my anxious brain asleep. Yeah, uh, that's probably it too. Well, that's it. That's all the questions. Bye. All right. <laughs> Anything. Anything else you guys want to say? Anything else you want to talk about? I got this tiny kendama oh, yeah, today. What is, that? what is that? Is that a little yo-yo? Oh, little that's, cute. that's cute as fuck. I can't play it, even though I can play kendama. It's just so tiny. That's I'm way too big. tiny. Yeah. You will learn. You Drew, will learn it with practice. Drew would probably like that. He's a fucking yo-yo I know. nerd. I know, and kendama. We've talked. Um, just reiterating what we started the show at. I mean, like oh, it's yeah. fun talking about wrestling, but just remember, don't tune out too long. Take care of your mental health, uh, but but keep keep in it. Like don't yeah, stay don't, angry don't, and yeah. do something. Oh yeah, um yeah, uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. 
Progressive Boys 316 says, again, Black Lives Matter. All right. Clap again.